0: Welcome to the sa for fas Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today I wanted to share my thoughts on an investment I made Wednesday as part of the formation of a protective bear market portfolio. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor, Nationwide. This podcast is brought to you by Nationwide. Nationwide's New Heights fixed index annuities now offer the flexibility of earlier withdrawals with an optional living benefit rider at additional cost. Learn more at NationwideNewHeights.com. My Tuesday podcast focused on themes for the coming decade. I expect to see inflation, outperformance of gold, and underperformance by stocks. I make no claims to prophetic knowledge, but an investor must have some sort of roadmap before making purchases. In fact, because I am so highly skeptical of investment outlooks, I focus much more on asset allocation than on any individual stocks or funds. My ideal is to hold stocks, real estate, and cash in equal proportion, which means that even if I don't like one of those categories, I still want to remain invested in it. The category I least like for the coming decade is stocks. Though, as I noted in Tuesday's podcast, I stated a preference for consumer staples. And within consumer staples, I thought that alcoholic beverages will do especially well in the coming decade. So on Wednesday, I decided to go shopping. And I wanted to share with you my runners-up and then the new investments I have made with the following disclosure. I'm not a professional. I've made plenty of mistakes before. These are just the rantings of an amateur. But if it amuses you, keep on listening my first stop was to buy a consumer staples ETF. The reason is that I like ETFs and I don't particularly like stocks. ETFs are diversified. They're impersonal, unlike stocks, which impel investors to root for them. The reason I looked at consumer staples is because this is the category that, according to stock market lore, does best in a bear market. The rationale is that these are products people can't or won't do without even when they're forced to spend less. For example, people tend to buy food, drinks, and hygiene products no matter what. Looking at these ETFs, I found three of interest, but of those, there was one that I was attracted to more than the others, and it was a very odd choice. The ETF is the Invesco DWA Consumer Staples Momentum ETF, ticker PSL. The reason this was so strange was that its strategy is momentum, and as I've noted before, I don't like momentum at all. I really don't. It's kind of the opposite of my character and style, which tends very much to prefer equal weighting. And guess what? Invesco has a second consumer staples ETF, but this one is an equal weight version, ticker RHS. Yet I preferred the former. Oh, and one more thing. The Momentum version has a high expense ratio, 60 basis points. I hate high expense ratios. Whereas the equal weight one from the same company is 40 basis points, a third less. So how do I explain my preference for a strategy I don't like and at a high cost? It was not even immediately obvious to myself, so I did a little values clarification exercise and came up with the following. The reason is that I'm bear market shopping, and in a bear market, everything flips. I'm not greedy, so I'm not looking to squeeze out every last bit of share price appreciation in a bull market via a momentum fund. To the contrary, I prefer a low-vol, equal-weight ETF. I'm happy to see my shares go up, and happier still that I'm losing less when others are biting their nails. And so it's the exact opposite in a bear market. Pretty much everything will go down, and I'd like to see something that goes up. Investing is not a science, and I don't think investors should assume that by buying a consumer staples fund, they'll do okay. Many, if not most of these funds, will likely go down if less than the market as a whole. But if some very few stocks are heading up, how wonderful it would be to accumulate more of them based on a technical relative strength measurement, as we have in the Invesco Momentum ETF. Consequently, that is the ETF I think I'd buy if I were going to buy a Consumer Staples ETF. However, I made a different decision, which is stranger still. I decided to buy a stock instead. I really don't like individual stocks, though. What's going on here? Well, partially, I'm just following the same logic to its furthest degree. Just as I eschew a momentum strategy and individual stocks in a bull market, I find myself open to them in a bear market. And the reason I'm open to individual stocks in preparation for a bear market is that I happen to have an opinion as to what will perform well in the coming market. As I noted in Tuesday's podcast, I think alcoholic beverages will do well. Now, I could be wrong about this. This is not something I can prove but investing is both art and science, and I'm going with my instincts here. For just a bit of context, there was a period of time in the last U.S. presidential election where the British bookies gave Hillary Clinton 90% odds of winning, where her opponent was seen as completely flailing, with little funding and poor poll results at that time. Almost nobody thought Donald Trump had a chance then, yet I was unwavering in telling my family and friends he was going to win. I felt completely certain, mainly on the basis of the trends I was looking at, populism among them. Now, this is no reason to agree with me. Some people look at trends, but they're looking at the wrong ones and they lose. I was wrong about the 2017 French elections. But in any event, at the risk of being wrong, I feel that cultural trends support a strengthening of alcohol consumption. First, alcohol has always been a bestseller. Second, I've seen anecdotal information about alcohol outperforming other consumer staples in down markets. Third, and most tellingly, we have seen a widespread cultural preference for dulling unpleasant sensations rather than addressing them in a more positive manner, for example in the opioid crisis, which has been so widespread as to reverse longevity expectations. Fourth, alcohol is legal and cheap, and in most cases, a relatively harmless form of comfort. So I thought that this may be a case where concentrating on the subsector I think will do well makes more sense than a diversified ETF. I decided to buy Molson Coors Brewing Company, ticker TAP, T-A-P. For one reason, I prefer a low alcoholic recreational product over a more abusable product with high alcohol content. There were several interesting candidates. My runner-up was Anheuser-Busch InBev ticker BUD, mainly because it is a $185 billion behemoth that will surely find a way to increase sales. However, the value lover in me couldn't resist Molson Coors. It is ridiculously cheaper than all of its peers and outright cheap by any standard, which is remarkable for this time period 10 years into a bull market. Its PE is under 12, and at a time when income is hard to come by, here we have a quality stock offering a remarkably high yield of 4.35%. Its shares are near a 52-week low, and you could go on seeking alpha and read a thousand and one reasons why investors are punishing this stock, including a recent EPS miss and an overleveraged balance sheet. I'm no stock analyst, but the bad news concerns me not a bit. The market is a competitive place, and if Molson Coors doesn't get its act together, I'll end up owning Anheuser-Busch InBev after all, after they acquire their rival's shares. Regardless, Molson Coors has a massive footprint in this market. They can ease their way back to revenues and profits through all the standard approaches, be it discounting their products or product innovation, such as the promotion of a craft brand. The point is, I'm not looking at the next quarter. I'm looking at the next decade. Final Thought Just as consumers should drink responsibly, avoiding drinking and driving, for example, So too should investors invest responsibly, which in my book means determining whether an investment meets your objectives and through ownership of a diversified portfolio. No one investment will make me or break me because of my diversified approach. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinreich. And our podcast was sponsored by Nationwide.